Hola y bienvenidos a Sex and Spanglish, where we empower mujeres to get in touch with their bodies, own their pleasure, and where we discuss all the cochinadas our abuelas didn't tell us about. Hi all, my name is Ana, a certified sex coach who is earning a master's in social work and human sexualities education. I created this podcast as a way to start a conversation about sex in the Latin community because, let's be real, we don't talk about sex in our communities. It is my vision to have La Familia Latina discussing sex with one another, just like they do with chisme. Bienvenida, mi gente. Today I'm going to be soltando toda la sopa on the do's and don'ts of anal. So before I begin, I just want to normalize anal. It makes sense that you would like it, and it makes sense for it to feel good. And I think that a lot of times people decide that they don't like it ahead of time, or that they're not interested in it, simply because of the shame and the stigma surrounding it. Don't let society decide what's okay for you to like and what's okay for you not to like. Don't let society decide pleasure for you. That That's just not okay. And honestly, that's why I'm here, is to normalize all these um, sexual acts. So again, it's normal. It's normal for you to like it. Don't feel any shame about it. Um, there's a shit ton of nerve endings in the ass, so it makes sense that you would like it. It's how your body works. Uh, in a woman's body in particular, there is the A spot. It's located a few inches past the G spot, and you can access that actually through the ass. And um, it, it results in an A spot orgasm when it's stimulated enough. And I actually went into more detail about the A-spot orgasms on episode three, entitled Orgasms, so be sure to go back and check that out. Now for men, um, this can consist of anal play or pigging, and pigging is just another form of anal play, but pigging, if you don't know, is typically when a woman, when a woman um, inserts a strap-on into a man's into a man's ass um, to have anal sex. That's considered pegging. And it makes sense for a man to like pegging or to like anal because his prostate is located inside his ass. It's accessed that way. Um, so it makes sense that he would like it. And before you ask, no, this is not gay. That's that's a whole different <laughs> topic but for now, I'm just going to say that does not make someone, it does not make them gay. If a man likes anal play, that doesn't necessarily mean that he is gay. That, again, that's a topic for a different episode at another time. I will go into that, but no, he's not gay. So now I'm going to go into the do nots of anal. Do not number one, do not use numbing creams. Numbing creams are particularly common for people that experience pain, and that makes sense. Use numbing cream if you don't want to feel pain. But if you use numbing creams on the anus when you go to have anal sex, if there is something that is tearing or an injury that is happening, you will not feel it, which means that it will worsen the injury, potentially. And it also means that you're likely not to feel um, any pleasure in that area because it's numb. 
So one, it doesn't really make sense to num to use a numbing cream because then that means that you're not getting any pleasure, which that's kind of the point of having sex, right? And then two, you can, you know, you can injure yourself. And if it's painful, you shouldn't be having anal sex anyways. Or yeah, <laughs> you just shouldn't be having anal sex if it's painful. You need to um, like take a step back if it's painful, take a step back and recognize like, oh shit, like we're probably doing something wrong. So if that's an issue that you have, um, I would definitely, you know, reach out to me and we can set up, um, a quickie, which are, uh, my 15 minute sessions. They're 15 minute sessions for $19 and they're conducted via zoom. And I basically just go over, you know, any questions that you might have, we typically can go over between like one and three questions, depending on the depth of the answer. Um, so yeah, if that's definitely something that you're having trouble with, then um, don't hesitate to reach out, uh, sexandspanglish at gmail.com. Moving on to the next do not, do not go from ass to mouth, from ass to hand, from ass to vagina, from ass to anywhere else in the body. Now, I say this because the ass has bacteria. You do not want that in your vagina. You do not want it in your mouth. You do not want it on your hands, where then you might touch something else, maybe your face or, you know, anywhere else for that matter. You don't want that bacteria in other places, right? So I can already hear the responses. Well, then why even play with it? Well, just because it has bacteria doesn't mean that you shouldn't play with it. There's bacteria all over the body. Your mouth has a ton of bacteria, yet you're going around making out with people, right? So that's not to say that you shouldn't participate in anal play just because of, you know, the, the bacteria. There are barrier methods that you can use. You can use gloves. You can use condoms. You can use dental dams. Um, I will provide examples of all of these in the show notes, um, you know, like my favorite types. Um, and, you know, feel free to check those out. But yeah, you should always be protected. And if you're going to go from um, ass to vagina, maybe that means using a condom and then taking the condom off when you go to vaginal sex. Um, or maybe you just stop after anal, you know, wash the penis off, and then go into vaginal sex. But you never want to go straight from like ass to vagina or ass to mouth or ass to any other part of the body. Now the next do not is do not learn from porn. I've said this a million times already, and this is only like episode six, but do not learn from porn. Porn stars prep their ass. They know what they're doing. This isn't their first rodeo. Um, in, in porn films, you will see them thrusting and just like shoving it in. There's like no foreplay involved. You rarely see lube. Like there's rarely any condoms. You don't see the prep that they put in, you know, prepping their ass, using butt plugs, changing their diet, things like that. So don't learn from porn because they're not showing you the behind the scenes. Porn is kind of like the social media of like, the sex world. Like you're only seeing 
like the highlights, right? Or like a movie. You know how when you watch a trailer, you're seeing like the best parts? That's what porn is. You're seeing the best parts of it and you're not seeing like the entire film or like the entire thing that happened. So do not learn from porn. So those are all the do nots that I have. Um, just to reiterate them, do not use numbing creams. Do not go from ass to mouth or vagina or any other part of the body and do not learn from porn. Moving on to the do's. Do allow the person being entered to be in control. The person that is being entered into, so if a man and a woman are having um, anal sex and the woman is being inserted, so the penis is going in her ass, then she should be in control of the movements. This makes it easiest um, for her not to be injured. The next do is do use training kits. There are anal training kits. I've mentioned them in prior episodes. I'll definitely leave one in, in the show notes um, for you to check out. Um, and you don't have to use an entire training kit. If that's not in your budget, that's okay. Maybe you just want to buy like one butt plug, like a beginner butt plug. That's okay. Um, just, you know, train your ass. You don't have to go from the idea of having anal to having it like five seconds later. You take your time. Another do is do get tested and do use protection. I'm not sure if you know this, but you can get STIs from anal sex or anal play. It doesn't even have to be like penis and ass. Um, it can be, you know, eating someone's ass or it can be fingering or anything like that. Like you can get an STI from that. So um, definitely make sure that you're getting tested regularly as well as your partner or your partners. Um, it's really important to get tested because just because you can't get pregnant doesn't mean you can't catch something. Also use protection. So as I said, there's barrier methods. You know, you can use gloves and condoms, dental dams. Um, you can actually, um, you can buy dental dams, but you can also make them from condoms. And I'll be uh, doing a video on that later this week um, in on IG. So be sure to check it out at Sex and Spanglish on Instagram. The next do, use lube. I cannot say this enough. Use lube. Your ass does not secrete lubrication. It doesn't. So if it's painful, it's probably because you're not using lube. And my favorite to use for this is Uber Lube. It's also great for chub rub. Um, I don't know about you, but my thighs rub together. So it is amazing. If you're going like hiking or going to the gym, you know, whatever. Anyways, Uber Lube is amazing for anal and for, um, I guess, other physical activities that involve rubbing. Um, I will leave a link to that in the show notes so you can check that out on their website. My last do, take your time. I cannot reiterate this enough. Take your time. We just want to like jump in to the act. And this is this happens in penis and vagina sex. It happens in anal sex. It happens even with floor foreplay, I feel like. Like, take your time. Even if you think you're going slow, go even slower than that. Like, go as slow as possible. Like there is no reason to rush. 
Um, anal should not be a quickie by any means. So definitely take your time and, you know, do what needs to be done in order for you to fully enjoy the experience. So those are all the do's I have for you. So let me just summarize them really quick before we wrap this up. First do, allow the person being entered to be in control. Get a training kit, train your ass. Get tested and use protection. Use lube, silicone preferably, and take your time. Moving on to the cochinada del dia. Today's cochinada is vibrators cause you to lose sensation. This is typically something that's brought up by um, female clients of mine, and it's not true, so don't worry. Um, if you feel that you've been losing sensation after using a vibrator, you know, for a few times or maybe like really frequently, um, your body's just getting accustomed to it. So think about it. I don't know how many of you have used like a Sonicare toothbrush or some type of like electric type toothbrush. Um, when you first start using it, your gums feel like really weird and the toothbrush kind of feels like harsh on your gums. But after a while, your gums get really used to it. And then if you ever stop using it and then you go back to it again, it's the same sensation. Your body has to get used to it. So basically the same thing with the vibrator, your body becomes like acostumbrada or becomes accustomed to the, the vibrations, to the feeling of the vibrator, the sensations that you're getting from that. And then it's just not as strong. So you're still getting the sensation. It's the same thing. The toy isn't changing by any means. You're just not getting the same sensations as you were when you first started using it because it was like this new sensation for you. So, you know, we, temp we tend to rely on them because they're quick and they're easy and, you know, uh, our partner's busy or, you know, whatever, right? Um, especially, like, with the age of, like, social media, we're into, like, um, you know, getting things done quickly and, you know, all that stuff. And so a lot of times we rely on vibrators um, because of the quick results that we get with them. Um, but yeah, we can get accustomed to them. We can lose sensation as far as like, it's not permanent sensation, but it's temporary. And so that can be frustrating and it can be scary if you don't know that, you know, this um, loss of sensation is only temporary. Um, so if you are experiencing that, I would say just take a break, you know, maybe like a few days or maybe like a week or so, or maybe, you know, you want to um, maybe one time play with it and then like the next few times that you have sex, um, don't play with it. And then you go back and then, you know, kind of creating a schedule that way. Um, but it's definitely not going to cause you to lose sensation. So on to the next segment, ask a future doctora. Today's question is, my partner doesn't want me using a vibrator. So this isn't a question, um, it's more so a comment, but I can definitely, or a concern, and I can definitely speak on that. Um, so my question to you, um, question writer, <laughs> would be why? Why doesn't your partner want you using a vibrator? Um, you know, have this conversation with him if you haven't already. Um, I think it's definitely important to not just like knock someone's concerns just because they sound ridiculous right off the bat. Um, but I definitely think a conversation is needed um, for this. 
And what I would like to for you to get out of that conversation is find out like, is this like an ego thing? Like, do they think so? This is a woman writer. I'm speaking about a male partner. So do does your man think that, you know, oh, the like the dildo, for example, is going to replace him? Um, you know, that it's hurting his ego by you using that? Or like what is the what is the reasoning there? Is it, you know, does he think that, um, you know, you're just going to want to use the dildo, um, you know, and, and kind of figuring that out is really important. Um, and it's also likely that he doesn't understand the, the point, I guess, of sex toys. Like the sex toys aren't to replace anyone or anything. They're to enhance pleasure. Um, so just like you can play tag as a child, and then you can also have fun, like incorporating like toys that your parents buy you or whoever, you know, like it's the same thing. It's just enhancing the pleasure. It's not replacing anything. Um, so I think um, educating him on this, and this might look like him, you know, watching a video on YouTube or, you know, coming and speaking to me or another professional, you know, um, I think that the education, depending on his personality, the education might um, come off better coming from someone else rather than his partner. Um, that can be pretty, um, I don't want to use the word triggering, but, (laughs) um, you know, it can kind of maybe set off something in him to him not like not listening, you know? Um, so I definitely think that that's an option as well. Um, but yeah, just start off by having that conversation with him and finding out his reasons why, and then go from there. And definitely, you know, if you have any further questions after you have the conversation, uh, don't hesitate to reach back out to me. So that's all I have for this week's episode. Next week, I'll be soltando toda la sopa on sex toys. So be sure to stay tuned. And if you found this episode informational and it resonated with you, um, feel free to share it on your Instagram stories y compártelo con una vecina, una prima y una cochina. If you'd like a question answered on the podcast, send me an email at sexandspanglish at gmail.com. Join me every week to hear me talk about orgasms, STIs, birth control, and all the other cochinadas your abuelas didn't tell you about. Until then, be sure to follow me on Instagram for weekly topics and updates. And if you want chisme before anyone else and early access to freebies, be sure to sign up for my email list. Simply head to the link tree located in my bio on Instagram and click on email me the chisme. My link tree is also where you can get more information about how you can get personalized coaching from a Latina certified sex coach who can help you navigate your culture and your sexuality sin vergüenza. Instagram is where you'll find me discussing sex and my other passions, food, social justice, y Latinidad. It's also where you can access my Facebook and Twitter accounts. Make sure to follow me and leave me a comment on my social media platforms to let me know you heard this. Espero verte pronto.